0: That's about it, that's all I can muster. It's a show side podcast. Yes, yeah. no, so sad. I'll give you another one. Yo, I
1: right, don't, yeah, give, me an, don't give me another one if you're not gonna up anti, bro. Let's not, let's not give you, don't give me more drivel, bro. <laughs>
0: I'm not interested in that. Well, you got double drivel, that's just that's as much as I can muster. So we're gonna leave it there. It's a show side podcast, episode 117. Quabner, how are you doing? And welcome back. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um, I'm tired um it's been a lot of
1: travel in a short space of time and it was compounded guys notice he's complaining about travel but it was he's compounded so don't get to travel it was compounded <laughs> by uh the fact that we lost 3-1 to the scum it was painful man it was painful i'm not happy man but um
0: yeah i guess we'll get into it how are you Yeah, good. I'm good. Not been away, not travelled, not jet-lagged, not tired. Um, But, yeah, very disappointed after that performance and result against the enemy. Um, The the Goons have come out this weekend. They've come out. They've been a bit quiet. Even when they beat us last time, they didn't come out in full force. But being top of the league, having a Jamaican training um, top... Feeling themselves a little bit with Jesus and Zinchenko, I think being top, even though City are going on with things and got Haaland. yeah, I think they're feeling themselves. So it's very annoying and losing to them in that fashion this weekend. It was, and we uh, had a goon on the show as well. It was, he's never coming back. Yeah, no, shout bro, out to Ross, you're never 100%, coming back. Hundred percent, bro. Like you know, I appreciate him um,
1: stepping in and getting to firing line. I think personally, you lot go, you lot are nice to him, like.
0: Yeah, I think we you were. You guys were it, it, nice it, it to him, bro.
1: If he comes back on, this sh- on the pod, like, on the return leg and he wants to turn, like, chat then, then we can have a conversation. But for now, I can't talk to him or those of his kind, so we're not going to spend too much longer. on that. Listen, it was tough, man. I know there's a lot of Lira fans out there, and they're probably wondering what the hell Lira is. <laughs> Lira, Lira didn't want to be in the pod with me because he thinks I'm happy clappy. And um, he didn't have time for my positive nonsense. And to be honest, Lero, I see where you're coming from because it's going to be a struggle. <laughs> it's going to be a struggle <laughs> to be positive about this pod, man. So first of all, Leroy, I want to say shout out to you because you've been the hoibier of the team, bruv. You've played every minute. Like oh, you are hobby I don't there. know if that's a compliment. <laughs> I do appreciate that. You've been the Larisse of the pod, isn't it? This is probably a bad time. I don't this know if a really bad I have to oh, agree, yeah. the Larisse of the pod. Well, I can't call him the die of the pod, bro, because he won't be happy about stop. that either. Yeah, yeah. He will yeah, be going yeah. that. Yeah, the analogy thing. You know what? You've
0: been the Ben Davis gonna of stop. the pod. Oh, no, that's not going to work either. Uh, oh. Oh. Mugging him. Yeah. What? Okay. Maybe use a different team. You've been... Maybe use an uh, ever present, but from a different team. I can't even do that, bro. Um, you've been ever present, bro, in the side, So we appreciate
1: you um, for sure, and I'm sorry that. You're going to have to listen to me try and not get the press on this pod. But there's no way around it. We lost 3-1 to Arsenal. It was an abject performance. It was one lacking bite and littered with mistakes. And whilst they were decent on the day, and I say decent not because I'm being spiteful or whatever, but I just don't think they were that great on the day. I think we were very poor. And when it comes to the Derby game form, all that kind of stuff goes out the window, man. And it seemed like our tactics, our approach, our guts, it just was all a bit pathetic, man. And then when we went down to 10 men, it became even harder. I don't know, Andrew, do you want to give me a quick, like, overview of how you felt the game went?
0: Apart from shit, um, like, we're disappointed, right? So the lineup was what we expected but didn't want, right? So Longley got the shout over Ben Davies. We knew Kulivzewski was injured. So we went with Richarlison in a um, a 3-4-3, which was always going to be the wrong formation for going away to the Emirates because you're playing a possession-based side, one that's top of the league, full of confidence, that like to dominate the midfield, love holding on to the ball. They've held on to the ball so well since the Wenger years, and Rod's made the point, even when they've been put, that still they've been able to dominate possession, right? And that's a fact. That's what they do. And it's even better under Arteta. But yet we're going to go away to the Emirates, playing that two in midfield, which struggled and have struggled all season, no fault of their own, against a midfield with three. You've got somebody playing in the hole in Odegaard, and you don't put somebody on him, you decide to drop onto your centre backs, and I'm just looking at the touch map or the um, average positions of the players, right? Strangely, Dio is probably assigned to step up into Hoibier, um, Odegaard's space because his average position and Hoibier's average position are literally almost touching, which is ridiculous. Um, Hoibier, as Lira always mentions, drops way too deep, and that's what happened for the first goal. Um, both him and Benteco did that. And strangely as well, Kane was most furthest forward, which I would have thought he would have dropped in to kind of fill the midfield a little bit. And with your two runners, Richarlison and Son, being further ahead of you. And Pirišić on average was further forward than Son, which is strange as well. It was very abject, no bite. I know we, don't, we try to give up the midfield and stuff, but it's a derby game. There were no tackles, there was no passion, there was no desire, and it was the same old, same old. Surrender possession, surrender midfield, try and be perfect on the counter-attack. And when Son's still off form, then it's not going to work because he had two glorious opportunities to slide two slider all passes in, and they weren't even difficult. And he overhit them and overhit one so badly in the air that Kane just looked at him like, what on earth are you doing? So I felt the lineup was wrong. Basuma should have been playing in a three-four-three. Three, uh, sorry, three-five-two. Richarlison should have been on the bench, and yeah, we should have gone for it a bit more. We should have, man. We should have,
1: and I think it felt like we were scared, and that was epitomised by the first goal because party great finish. I'm not going to take anything away from that, right? There's not much for Burisco to done. It was a great finish. But when you have that much space and you are a professional footballer, you expect it to be on target, right? If the, ball's, if the ball's rolling to you, we've all been there. When the ball's rolling to you like that and you've got the time, you know, to hit it because you can get the whip on it. It's inviting. It's inviting yeah, it's the whip it. It does, it does a, lot, a lot of work. So I guess he was given that opportunity and he took it. And he took it really well. But there, he was an acre of the space. People, we were like defending almost on our six-yard line. And I just don't understand why, with the capabilities we have and the talent we have in our squad, why we'd be that deep. And I'm not saying Conte told him to go that deep or they, like, you know, we can argue to the cows No, but he's allowed he's allowed he them has, to be that deep. He has allowed That's
0: me, the problem.
1: He has, okay, he has allowed. Let's 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 get into it then, because we discussed lineups and I think you gave a good overview of that, especially uh, it was, uh, the tactical approach, right? But this is Conte ball. Right? Suffer without the ball Make it count when you have it That is it We are now As a fan base Right? And look People say Oh yeah Tottenham Whatever you won? Blah blah Tottenham have been a very frustrating team To support for a very long time But the one thing we've always had We've always played good football We've always played good football like those lot down the road will talk will make it out that they, they invented the passing move. But the bottom line is for a very long time it was one nil to the Arsenal, and that's what they would celebrate, bruv. They were built they were built on a on a solid back four. blah blah. We have always had players who weren't just like silky, there was a touch of brilliance about those players. Everyone from Hoddle to Janola to Bale to Modric to Dembele to Deli Lee, Erickson at their peak. Like These are the t- plays we've always been accustomed to, right? So I don't want to hear anything about what have you won. The bottom nine is we've always, we have always taken pride and enjoyed watching our team because it was pleasing to watch. Conte ball is very different. We epitomised what it's like when it goes wrong on Saturday. We were too deep. We, invite, we invited a team who liked having the ball to have even more of the ball and to do things with it. I have the utmost respect for people who have a philosophy and stick to it. But I have even more respect for those who can adjust it. I've always been like that. And that's in every area of life, not just football. Have a code. Have an approach. Have a philosophy. Stick to it. Perfect it. But know when it's time to tweak it, when it's time to tweak it. We didn't do that. things change. Exactly, things change. We didn't do that. We were given a lifeline and allowed to get back into the game after the penalty. And whilst there was a period of improved play, it was frustrating because we then were pretty soon down to 10 men. And let's be honest, with the way we played, that was a write-off. Now, my dad was like, screaming and shouting about this. He was like, oh, this is ridiculous. Um, now we're going to get banged, blah, blah. But what the main source of his frustration was we had invited a situation whereby we took on the pressure and it doesn't matter how confident you are in your defence, if you're in that position, you're more likely to make those errors because that's where you are. And their second goal epitomised that, right? We spent so much time. Don't get me wrong. Lloris made a hash of it. Romero made a hash of it. But if you don't invite pressure, those guys aren't in there in that situation to be conceding. Yes, they are world-class players, right? No one can tell me Luis is in the world-class keeper. No one can tell me that is not a world-class centre-back. But when you spend your whole time in your bu- in your box, that's where the errors are likely to occur. So you've got a lot of fans criticising Conte Bull. Sometimes it works for you, man. Sometimes you go to Stanford Bridge and you don't deserve anything. You can't wait for 2-2 draw, right? Yes, we can say Chelsea were in a different phase of the, of the season. I don't give a damn, right? We've seen him we we, we, we beaten beat Man City with Conte Ball, right? The fact is, when it works, it's great. My issue is that yeah, there's got on, to be, there's on, got to be, on, on. my issue is, there's got to be a point where you're taking this philosophy a bit too far. And that's what happened on Saturday. I've never seen us camped so deep in our half. Like, if it was Man City, if it was Liverpool, it wouldn't have helped me so much. But to them lot, to be, to be carrying your own box against those guys—that's what had me pissed.
0: Well, well, let let me say this, right? Conte Ball has gone too far from the start of the season, and it was never going to work this season in the biggest games, right? We cannot play Liverpool and be scared of Liverpool. This Liverpool side, this iteration of Liverpool right now, we cannot be playing defensive mindset, camping your own box against Liverpool because other teams have taken it to Liverpool and have had success. Okay, Some have camped, and like Palace did, and got a draw. But when they wanted to attack, they cut Liverpool open. That's just this iteration of Liverpool. Man City, we cannot play Conte ball against Man City. It's not going to work. For years, Dyers looked very good against Man City because everything's been in front of him everything's been something that he can control because they've played false nines or not very good nines for them. And yeah, they've passed, passed, passed. And we've hit him on the counter because they leave wide open spaces and we've been perfect. They've got Haaland this season, never going to work. He's going to lead diet a merry dance. So Conte ball goes out the window. You go to Arsenal and you play Conte ball. This was always going to happen as you touched on, right? Pressure, makes diamonds. But pressure always gives you burst pipes if it doesn't make diamonds. And there are a lot of burst pipes out there on um, Saturday. Yeah? Loris, <laughs> Like, I pray for <laughs> Lloris. <Lurice> will... <coughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Make it from diamond, diamonds or burst diamond pipes. That's burst all pipes. it's giving all right, you, know. All right, cool, continue, continue. Listen, there were no diamonds out there. And there were no diamonds in the rough either. It was burst pipes, quite enough. So, Lloris, we praised him for his consistency over 10 years. But, I have to be honest, I think, I'm going to get jumped on for saying this, but when the lights shine the brightest, the real brightest, I do believe Lloris isn't the best performer. And you can take the World Cup final, where he conceded a sloppy goal. It was just so happened, France, it didn't matter. You can take the Euro sixteen final, that goal That's he conceded, correct. was the winning goal from outside the box, the Daisy Cutter. Yes, it does yes. pop up, but there's no reaction from him. You can take many a game against Man City, Liverpool, no, no, no. where he's been it's, sweeper it's the, keeper the to the left point left where he's been told he can't goal. be sweeper keeper anymore, to stay on your line. And even though he stays on his line, he's it's very nervous so kicking ten, the ball. Seven in the game on Saturday, he's kicking I, was get, poor. Yeah, good. He get, just I'll returned my possession right to, to them. He came out to get my claim right to you, across. In the of a cross. So he, he actually right punched yeah. it. It wasn't a good punch anyway. He was okay. nervous. That flows through your team. This is one of your most experienced no, it's, players. It's, it's, he's also not in, your not captain. It's, it's and he has spouts of nervousness. And then the the second goal, he made two mistakes within two seconds. He parried a shot, which was weak, which he could have just held. Show confidence in your own ability. Just hold the shot. Two firm hands on it. You're down already. Grab the ball, pull it into your chest. You don't do that. You parry it. And where do you parry it? Not out wide. You parry it straight into the middle of your six-yard box. Romero probably could do better but he's probably not expecting that ball to come straight at him from a yard and then when it comes back to Lloris it's harder almost impossible for the ball to go underneath him. He actually tries to scoop it up and misses the ball completely. I have no idea how he's managed to do that it's harder to do that and it just shows me he was very nervous throughout he wasn't confident and he was a burst pipe so He's at fault. I'm not blaming Romero for that. He's at fault for that goal, and then Royales at fault for just a ridiculous challenge in an unnecessary situation, which left himself vulnerable to pick up a red card.
1: Do you think this? I mean, I agree. First of all, I agree with everything you just said. Um, but do you think that this red card it could be? A blessing in disguise. Now a lot of people are like, "Oh yeah, this is it." Now Spence's time, blah blah. First of all, Spence (laughs) Spence doesn't seem like he's close to the first team.
0: Wait, can I just say something on Spence as well? I haven't seen it, but I heard that his wife or girlfriend tweeted something the weekend, which is not going to help his case. (laughs) You put your hand to your head. It was something like, "This man doesn't know what he's doing." play my jed or something like that it was oh no,
1: my god get yeah your i need to find it. It. get your house i in know order.
0: i know i know but sometimes like there's only so much you can do when the phone's in your hand constantly and someone like after the fact yeah she's probably been torn a new one however she's speaking from her heart and she's not obviously educated enough to know that that's not a clever thing to do you're backing your man but with conte he's so stubborn and that's gonna get back to him. So oh yeah. Yeah. Don't expect to see Spence in in a while. Do you know what? This is the thing, right? So we're looking at we're looking at a, a
1: a Doherty coming in, right? And yes, he had a really good spell at the end of last season, but it doesn't fill me with the most amount of confidence. Do you know what I mean? Like I still feel to myself like Could it is it really that is that really that much of an upgrade? I don't think so. I really don't think so. I, I think
0: having... It's an upgrade in the final third.
1: Having spent... But yeah, is, it's an upgrade it? in the final third, right. But how much time do you spend in the final third? Do
0: you see what I mean? Well, no, you say that. You say that, right? Because Royale... Martinelli did not trap back on Saturday. He did not trap back at all. We're a sack of track back because Perisic is a threat. They knew, leave Royale, and he'll fuck it up. All he did was get the ball and just wait, wait, or play an early cross where nobody was in there. Now, not all of his crosses throughout the whole season in his time at Spurs have been terrible, but that certainly was a performance whereby, I wouldn't say akin to the Watford performance where he probably slung in about 50 crosses and they never hit anybody, but that certainly was a performance whereby... It wasn't worth him attacking. Had we had Spence, I think he would get to the byline. I think he challenges their fullback. I think he is a lot more of a threat. If it's Doherty, I think he's a bit more creative. He knows his limitations. He probably won't try a step over and the cross or a cut in and a shot or a cross with his left. He'll probably pop it off and then go in the overlap and try and find himself in a space which is... Um, unmarkable or unpredictable and be um, an attacking agent of chaos from the right hand side. That's what I think Doherty will give you. But with Royale in possession he doesn't end up in positions which are going to cause a damage or threat. And that's why Arsenal didn't even pick him up. So I think him not being in the side could be a blessing. Yes, we may be slightly weaker defensively. However, the Conte system, I don't think it works on the kind of, was it the Jose system, which is one of your fullbacks, stay back and tuck in and make a free. we We're already playing three at the back. We've got two almost defense-like midfielders. I think we need to play two attack-minded wing backs who can get up and down. I know that's why he likes Royale, because he's got an engine and can get up and down. But there's no point getting up. If you can't do anything with it. So I think it's time for Doherty. And I think we'll find out how much he actually likes Royale tomorrow night against Frankfurt because Royale's not banned for that game. And if he starts, then it shows that he's number one. Now's an opportunity to bed somebody in before Saturday's game against Brighton. And I think he'll probably start with Doherty. If he doesn't start with Doherty, I think it's a problem because that means that Spence is definitely not going to get a look in because he's not even looking at rotations. He's just looking at playing Royale when he can and Doherty for, one would assume, Doherty for Brighton. So, yeah, I don't know. Definite blessing in disguise. Um, I'm over the Emerson-Royale experiment, if I'm honest. Sorry, that was a rant. No
1: not at all, not at all, not at all, not at all. I mean I think it's I've been a clear defender of him for such a long time and I think it's definitely got to a stage where it's like, you know, does Kobla even know what he's talking about? My thing is not necessarily that he was the greatest player. It was more the idea that even though he wasn't great, he was operating at the maximum at his maximum potential. Right? And that should that shouldn't be enough. I'm not saying that's enough, right? It shouldn't be enough. Um but it was something that you could, you know, something you could hang your hat on compared to what some of the other players are doing. But there was just no excuse. There was no excuse for that, for that um, on on Saturday. And it was, it was the behaviour of someone who just, just doesn't really have a grasp of how football works. It was erratic. It was an, it was a nothing area of the park. It wasn't like a, a breakaway. And he's going away. away, away, going from, away. Yeah, I just.
0: It was just a moment of
1: madness.
0: And on the wrong foot. It was just a moment of madness, which was... Maybe a moment of tiredness, maybe a mental mental pressure. Again, cracking pipes, bursting pipes, right? Because it was just the most ridiculous challenge. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't like a two-footed, but it was just so lazy and irresponsible because it was completely unnecessary.
1: Yeah, it it was a shame. I mean, look, I hope that we can find a way to make it work um for sure uh of course i do but there's no denying man that it's it's going to be it's going to be a struggle it's going to be a real struggle and i i think what he lacked in his attacking output was at least athleticism right if he gets up and down you do have to worry about him you do have to you know but (laughs) the lack of balance that's now going to occur in in the squad is it's infinitely frustrating and it's just the way he just put the final nail in the in the coffin when he came to the came to that. But
0: look, he's gone now. I'm gonna to have to find a new solution. And at the end of the day, can I just add can yeah, I just on, add, on, sorry, on, I just remembered. He's actually spent I think they said reported eight hundred thousand on an analysis work to get him to play closer to Hakimi. In the attacking sense, yeah, I heard about this. I, heard about it. I wasn't going to bring it up yeah. because um, I'm not fucking you, but um, <laughs> I think no, I just think it's worth mentioning because he's clearly trying. He is trying, man. But he's trying. I mean, I, I also don't good know, enough. I don't
1: know how much stock I put into that report, but whatever. Like, if, if it's out there, he
0: creates his own. He creates his own DVDs. Like he creates his own. All,
1: they're not mixed one, They're not DVDs. They're mixed tapes. So have some respect, okay? But look, I can't defend him, man. I can't defend him. This, this performance, that decision-making, what it did to us, it killed us, right? Um, and we'll see, because at the end of the day, necessity is the mother of invention. So if this is the time to try something new, to have compensate that and spend on developing it, then great, because we all remember how well documented it was that after losing to Arsenal... Conte had a change of formation, and they went on the thirteen unbeaten one. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be the same thing. We don't have the same players.
0: We don't have the same. We don't have the same. No, the
1: same level of players,
0: right? To, to no, do. but let's 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 just put that in perspective, though. Let's put that in perspective, right? Because that almost looked like genius in reflection. And listen, let's get this wrong. All right, I think Conte's good, but I'm not buying this greatness. I'm not buying this greatness. Like I've seen it firsthand. And I've not, he's not shown me any, enough of anything different or new to make me think he's miles ahead of what we've had in Jose recently. Like the football at times can work when there's space, but we're not creating enough. Like this Conte ball thing isn't working for me. And that situation at Arsenal, they were 3 0 down, if my memory serves me correctly. He changed it at half time. They won the second half 2 0. So it was 3 2. However, he changed from what was Chelsea's 4 4 2 to what he prefers in his 3 4 3. Right? That's what happened. It wasn't like he changed away from his Conte ball to something else he changed from what they were playing and said now you're going to play my way right so it wasn't a great change it wasn't something all radical for him it was right now I can play my way because it didn't work your way we're playing his way now will he change to something else that's my question I can't see him changing because he's achieved
1: so much success doing what he's been doing do you see what I mean, so mm-hmm. it's going to be hard for us to come in and say, well, he should be doing something differently because let's face it, if it's been working like that in that way for such a long time, like <clears throat> why would you change it um, but what I will say is that it may have given impulse of thought, right and we don't know we don't know how he's going to how he's going to react. We do know, though, that that performance, you'd hope, is going to prompt a response. And it absolutely, absolutely has to. Now, I'm not saying that we're going to go on an unbeaten, a 20-game unbeaten run-nothing, but I do feel like it needs to be, they need to stand up and be counted now. And once again, we find ourselves Tottenham fans looking at the team and wondering if they are actually good enough. Right, if, if, we, if we do have what it takes to live up to certain promise, right? People said, people said before this game started, if we could beat them, we are the biggest challengers to City, right? That hasn't been the case, Yeah. right? That hasn't been the case. But I'm a firm believer, man, that it's a marathon and not a sprint. Like, everyone who feels crap about this result, your feelings are valid, 100%. Your feelings are valid. But these games, look, last season, we lost to them 3-1, right? And it looked horrible. It looked like we were going nowhere. We got picked apart easily. They looked like world beaters, right? We ended up finishing above them, finishing Champions League. And that was my position nowhere near as significant as we are right now. That was our first loss of the season, right? And I agree with the majority of people who say that we haven't been playing that well. I agree with that, right? But like I said in the past, when other teams aren't playing well and they're winning, people are like, oh, you know, that's the sound of a good team. Once after that, we paper over the cracks. We have a big game against Brighton who are having a good, good season. They've had a great start to the season. They've got a good manager. They're still going to be learning things. They're going to be teething problems, etc. Right? A win against Brighton, for me, finally puts it back on top and back on track. We can beat, if we beat um, Everton, as well as Brighton, it's entirely possible for us to win those two games. The whole season looks different again. It's a marathon, not a sprint. I'm not happy about this result, but I'm also not trying to throw the baby out of the bathwater. Like, look if, if, we, look at, if we look at the structure of what we have right now, the basis and the way of playing we have, even that, I'm not, I'm not overly thrilled with it. Right? But I've, been watch, I've watched games where that same system has looked really thrilling. Have there been many? Not as many as I like, but they've been there. And whether we like it or not, that current way of playing has got us in the top four. And to me, that means something. I think now we have to ask ourselves, how do we dust ourselves off? How do we get into the next game? And what do we focus on? I think, I think Brighton will be a really interesting um, game. I think they've just come off a really um, hard fought draw with Liverpool. Not easy. Um, that was at Anfield, right? Yeah, yeah. That's not a joke. They've got new. They've got the new manager. Bounce. If you're
0: changing things for Brighton, what are they? Sorry, can I just go back to your marathon? It's not a sprint. I did want to jump in. No, there. go for it. Go for it. But, but it's like you've obviously played FIFA, in it? Nah, I'm a I'm yeah, a FIFA guy. No, not touch FIFA. The Pro Evo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pro Evo turned into FIFA. They had the same designers, took them. But anyway, career mode. When you build a striker, you want him to be tall enough to win headers. You want him to be quick enough so that he can play in your fast play system and dribble around everyone. You want him to be strong so he can ride challenges. You want him to be able to shoot with his left and his right foot. You want him to have that finesse, that guile, that touch, that fox in the box, those finish, those cultured finish. That is your 99 rated striker. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you build. And you want him and you build him with a celebration as well. I'm sure you can do that these days. (laughs) But I tell you what, Man City have got that striker and Man City are turning this marathon into a 1500 meter race. So as much as you say, it's not a marathon. it's, It's just not a sprint. It's a marathon. If the time for the marathon gets cut in half, then we're out of the race. That's all I'm saying. Because right now, they're changing the game. Haaland is
1: changing the game. you know what, yeah? I've had so many conversations at various times in football history where it looked like, everyone forget it. I remember when Chelsea had a crazy season and then they went inside Shevchenko and Balak, and I was like, football, it's a wrap. They've crocked it, bruv. That's it. They needed sell, at the time, they didn't a midfield and they needed a the backup card. They went and got Andre Shevchenko. And Shevchenko, that we knew, yeah? We knew yeah. that was no joke. And Balak, Balak was the general, all well, generals at the time, bruv. You didn't have to like him, but you had to respect him. That guy played midfield like a bison. Well, mm. I thought, that's it, they've caught football. Yeah. The game's done, bruv. Forget about it. Champions League, they'll sweep everyone that came before them. That's not what happened at all. That's not what happened at all. Yes, but right this now. This is what's happening. Right now, though. This right, is now what's happening. right now,
0: Haaland looks like an unstoppable force. Uh, can I add to this? Can I add to that? Sorry. The ninety nine, and someone never told me that you could add Inspector Gadget add-ons. Like, did you see his Go Go Gadget leg for his second goal? You know what? Like, Listen, come on.
1: There's no, there's no denying, bro. There's no denying he's a cheat code. There's no denying that. But he's, he's also a human being, bro. And human beings, when they play sport at that level, they get injured. They get injured. They can. And he has an injury. He, he history. has an injury history. Man City have proven that they can play effectively without a striker. So you could argue that, you know. They got Alvarez. Right? He's a bad boy. Yeah, Alvarez well. is, is a top player, right? But he's a top player. But he's gonna they're gonna have to play differently. He's more he's more in the mold of his use. If, if we're being real about it, and De Bruyne could also get injured. We don't know what's gonna happen, right? We could we could end up signing Mbappe in January. Like you never know. <laughs> 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 I know that's
0: not. <laughs> You never know I said, You never know bro We're not actually playing FIFA You never know bro We're not actually playing FIFA So you want to
1: use the analogy When I'm carrying it forward My two talents My (laughs) talents tell me to relax Um, Look I I think I think a lot of things could change man And whether we like it or not Whatever happens at the end of this season When next season starts We'll still be Tottenham fans That's not going to change And we're all going to be happier For being Tottenham fans than not My thing is we don't know where it's going to, have to take us. And I'm, I'm actually better off, right? We're now at the stage where we've taken that loss. We assess our options. We go again. That's what we can do. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of flipping meltdown, man, that I just think is unnecessary. When we no, come Oh, do we,
0: you know why? It's been coming. It's been, it's coming. been coming. That's no, the no, problem. It's been
1: coming. It's been coming. Cool. It's been coming. And now it's here. Now it's here. It's happened. We've lost, we played poorly in a game that we really want to do. Like, People are going out there, haven't had, we haven't experienced worse Derby defeats. We
0: have. No, but it's not, it's not that, you know, it's not that. The, the, the problem is, and I think I get that because you touched on, and I don't want to interject then as well, you touched on the fact that we lost 3-1 last season and that's the banner I'm using in it. Even when it happened, before Conte said it, I'm like, well, North London was red this time last year. And they had a four-point lead this time, or not this time last year, they had a four-point lead last year and it was cut down. Yeah, that was at the end of the season. However, let's be honest, this looks like a different Arsenal side to the one last season. Because they've started bottom of the league last season. That's the problem. We've gone there, we're supposed to be Tottenham, we're supposed to be the superior side, actually. We're supposed to have the superior manager, right? We've got we were everyone was peed that in the combined X1s. There were probably only three Tottenham players in that combined X1 done by. I don't know who did it. But, so it's like point to proof. Go there. And the very minimum we should come away with, if we are in this title race, is a draw. A defeat isn't the end of the world, but there's also a defeat. It's your North London rivals and the manner of defeat, right? For you to be a top side. Last season, when we lost their 3-1, we had Nuno... Everyone knew that was a disaster, a car crash waiting to happen. We weren't that side. This time round, Bar Kulu, we had our strongest side and we should have done better. That's the problem why I think you're getting a meltdown. And and everyone knew going there, playing the system that we played was the wrong thing to do. We struggled against Leicester when they dominated the midfield at home in the game prior to the international break. When we changed it and put Basuma in there to make it a free, we dominated the game. Yes, Son came off the bench and scored a hat-trick, a couple of worldies, but before that, we had the Lions Hero possession and we started dominating. We could see how Basuma sitting in the deep role was able to cut out any space Madison and Co had, right? So it was crying out for us to change it and he didn't do it. That's why we had the meltdown. And going back to your original question, how we play against Brighton Brighton are a very good football inside. They don't play so well at home, but they're a very, very good football inside. One of the better football insides in the league. And they caused us problems last year. I don't see them sitting back like they did when they came to uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, Hart Lane. But regardless, I don't think we can be dominated in midfield again. And I think we need to play Basuma against his old side. Alex Ferguson would have played a player against his old side. There's times when. Players need to be introduced and you need to give them that opportunity to show what they can do. He touched on before the international break, Basuma, Skip, everybody's going to be integrated in the side. He needs to 11 games in a month. You're playing against your old side. We've just been humbled. It's time for Basuma. And obviously, there'll have to be a change at right back. I would say it's time to introduce Spence, but I think it would be Doherty. And for me, that's good enough. For me, that's good enough. So, put those two in. Davies has to come back for a long lay. Let's see what happens in the Champions League. But for me, at least those two. And Richarlison drops to the bench if Kluzeski's not fit. That's what I would do.
1: I mean, look, I I think I I would like to see... I would like to see those changes made also. Um, And I think I'm still just... I'm still struggling with this trying to get the most out of Kane in the system. I really thought... Must get most out of Kane. Yeah, just I really get... thought that he'd be a lot closer to goal um, and not having to have the responsibility of pulling everything. Creating. Yeah, the whole time. But we haven't got creative. No, we don't. Yeah, problem. we don't. We don't. Um, and I thought that he did fine. I've always to... Because, you know, when Conte first came, he was talking about how he wants Kane up there and he doesn't want... It. Yeah. So I thought yeah. that we'd do more to, to facilitate that. But it hasn't happened. Uh, and maybe that's something that's still still in the lab, man. It might still be cooking. Um, But there's no doubt it's a a big big game um, game coming up, and this was... This was tough, man. It was tough.
0: Um, How do you... Let me ask you a question. If we don't beat Brighton on Saturday, Mm. do your feelings change? Because you said if we beat them and then beat Everton, Mm. then, like, we're back in it. But... If We don't beat Brighton, and let's just say we Brighton beat us. Brighton will probably go above us if they win. I they do, do they, the do, the they, table, do, they do go above Yeah, they do go above us. us if they win. So, yeah. what will your thoughts be then?
1: Um, will my thoughts change? Uh, my, thoughts, my thoughts won't change, like, because. Like, I, don't get it twisted, I'm pissed about this loss. I'm pissed. Do you know what I mean? No, no. I'm pissed. My view is, though, is that there's an opportunity. To try things out, to adjust certain things. Right now, we're even forced into that situation because of the red card, right? So what I'm trying to say is mm-hmm. that I'm willing to step back and say, all right, cool, let's see what, how we react. Do you see what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. It's like when bad things happen, like, you learn way more about how you respond to that thing than what happened to allow that thing to happen in the first place. That's it. That's where we're at. We've been punched in the face. We've been punched in the face. So are we going to now cower from a fight, Let's lay lying down, or are we going to get up and start throwing some haymakers? We don't know what's going to happen next. But that's what, that's what I'm looking forward to. That's what I want to see. And, then, and if, we lose to, if we lose to Brighton, I'm going I'm to expect to see the same thing against Everton. Because this is a 38-game season, man. And if I, was, if, if I was to throw the towel in whenever Tottenham lost, bruv, as a Tottenham fan, I mean... What? Where would that be? Do you see what I mean? And I'm not, hate, and I'm not even saying that people are justifiably angry. Right? They are. And they should feel that way. But I'm saying relax. Relax. Because it, it hurts because it's Arsenal. If we had slipped up against Man City, Liverpool, flipping Aston Villa, we would have been like, freak result, it happens. But it means more because we hate them. And that's completely understandable, justifiable, it's right. We should it should be more because we do hate them. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. If someone told me I can lose three nil to them or lose three nil to forest, I'm saying forest all day. Of course I am. Right? But it's happened now. It's happened now. And we need to put our faith back in a world class coach that he can turn around something and make a difference. Because what's the alternative? Believing that it's done after what eight games? No, 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 season's too long for that, bro. We have 30 games to go unbeaten again. Completely possible.
0: I hear you, but you know when people get older, they become more stubborn, you know? They
1: do. They do. I'm sure. Although I find myself becoming even less stubborn when I as I'm getting older. Maybe that's my problem. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. discuss that later. Um, <laughs> no, you're right. You're right, man. But, like, if Conte is... I don't know, man. If he's who we think he is, and he's got that competitive spirit and all that kind of stuff, like doing something at Tottenham, like you said before, should be his greatest achievement, really. Um, I don't know if it's gonna happen, but I'm willing to. I'm willing, yeah, I'm willing, I'm willing to believe. I'm willing to believe that he's not trying to throw the towel in this season, man. He's looking to shake off the shake off the defeat, right? So he's looking to say, look, it was horrible. We didn't like it. You know, um, it's not something any of any of the team wants. But he's at a stage now where he has to look we have to look at our character, right? We have to look at our character and see what happens next. Because we didn't play well. It's not even like he yes, there's a combination of tactics, right? But even whatever we did execute was shocking. It's shocking. Yeah,
0: no. The execution was poor. The execution, but this is the problem. We have to rely on perfection or close do, to perfection. We do. We do. And some attacking. of the
1: mistakes, as you detailed earlier, some of the mistakes are uncharacteristically bad, right? But they happened.
0: They happened. Yeah, they happened. They happened. And the thing is, before Brighton, we've got Frankfurt in a game that we need to win in the Champions League. Um, or definitely not lose. But Conte Ball doesn't actually... This is the problem why I think he struggled in the Champions League, because Conte Ball doesn't really bode well in the Champions League. If you think about the nature of the side you're coming up against, this is European football. Most of these sides are very good with the ball. They're a possession-based sides, and we struggle against really top possession-based sides. And if we're going to sit deep again... And invite the pressure on. And we saw it against Sporting, CP. Pressure in the 90th, 90th minute and beyond. Again, burst pipes. Right? So, I think changes need to start from tomorrow night. That's what I'm saying. Because we could be out of the Champions League before and join the not and Europa League. If we're not careful. Well, we're not thinking like that.
1: At least I'm not. I'm not. Um, I think we'll I think we'll call it
0: there. Yeah, let's do some new cities before we go. Um, This is a UK city. We don't usually shout UK cities and UK towns but I've never heard of this place before and I like the sound of it. It's called Cold Ash. So Cold Ash you guys down there shout to you. You could be up there or down there. I don't know. But shout to you guys. Um, Thanks for listening. Keep listening. Hope we're Doing something right, um, window heck, window heck in Namibia. Shout out oh, to you what? guys. first, yeah. That's the first time we've had Namibia in the building. Um, probably pronounced that wrong, but hey ho, my bad. Mm-hmm. Um, shows my ignorance yet again. Shout out to Somerset in Jamaica, Jamaica listening hard. Shout out to you guys, Delta, Canada, um, New City there. Don't believe we've had Delta on before, and Dundee. In Scotland, I don't believe we've had Dundee on before either. So shout out to Dundee. And last but not least, this place is called Platicas or Plasi, Placitas in New Mexico, NM, United all right, States. We'll get, so we'll get, shout out to all about you new about. listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we appreciate We appreciate it. national one pods, year, yeah. yeah. You know what it is? It's Kwabna out there on his travels spreading the good Just work. giving the gift so of, the of the pod. The I'm giving the people the yeah. gift of the pod.
1: Um, listen, uh, thank you for listening as per usual. Uh, you already know where to find us and you already know what to do with your reviews because it's a five star only because we only give you five star content. Um, yeah, I mean, look, that's it. It's, uh, that's it for me. That's it for me. And remember, guys, We've got 30 games to go unbeaten, so smile because the sun always shines on the shelf side. Lero, I hope that wasn't too bad, bad. But regardless, <laughs> please run the outro. I